Welcome back to K-Chat with me, your host, Kayla Morales. We chat all things from love to business, spirituality, health and wellness, and everything in between. This is a space of growth, understanding, and meaningful connection. And I'm so excited to share this episode with you all, so let's get to chatting. So, welcome back, y'all. I hope you enjoyed the last episode with Yari. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's a good one. We talk about breath work, somatics, and so many other things. <sighs> so yeah, check that out. <laughs> um, this week, I'm having on the Sydney Porter. Um, she is a model, a content creator, and advocate for sustainability. Um, which she calls actually more, um, she prefers to call it regenerative living. Um, so kind of moving away from the sustaining where we're at with the planet, but um, moving towards like regeneration. Um, so yes, that is what we talk about in this episode. And we also talk about motherhood and what all of those things combined looks like. Um, it's a juicy episode, I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoyed it. I have followed Sydney for a while um, and she inspires me so much. And it was just so sweet to like talk to her and kind of get a feel for her. Um, I think it, I just enjoyed the conversation so much and I'm so thankful she agreed to do this with me. Um, so yeah, check it out guys. I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm gonna keep this intro short and sweet. Um, get into the episode. Let me know what you think. Drop a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Like and subscribe for the journey. And um, if you're listening to the podcast, rate and review and subscribe for the journey. Um, all right, guys. I hope you have a beautiful day. And yeah. Today's guest is a model, content creator, a sweet mama, and a woman of the earth. I love, love, love the conscious content Sydney provides on her Instagram platform. She shares meaningful content on sustainability, holistic practices, spirituality, and her sweet family. She has also just completed year one of being a mama. Um, and so I'm so excited to dive into this conversation about modeling, motherhood, and sustainability. So let's welcome Sydney Porter to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to sit down with you and just dive into all these really fun and interesting topics. <laughs> yes, let's explore. I'm excited too. Let's start off with, so you kind of um, identify as a woman of the earth. And I just want to know, like, what does that mean to you? How would you describe that? I would say woman of the earth is something that I kind of um, feel like I really came into a few years ago when I started actively deepening my relationship to the planet and um, just like all the, the nature beings that we share our home with. Um, and for me, I feel like it's a, it's like everyone on this planet, you know, we all share this earth as our home, but mm. I feel like, um, myself, I call myself a woman of the earth because I, I, I mean, I literally feel like mother earth is just like, like a friend or like a mom, a sister, you know, um, yeah, just totally. like, I, I really connect deeply with the, with the consciousness of this planet. And, um, I don't know, it's just like, 
I, I really cherish the beautiful relationship that I have with the earth. Um, and I feel like my, my connection to the planet has kind of prompted me to want to be an advocate for the earth, obviously, because there's a lot of like mistreatment going on um, just all around with resources, environment, um, you know, the, the way that we as, as humans interact with this place that we call home. I just feel like there's so much <laughs> that needs to be done. And there are tons and tons and tons of people talking about it, you know, and yeah. a lot of people taking action. But at the end of the day, there's, it's not really enough. Um, yeah, which and, is so scary. <laughs> right. I know. And it's like, on one hand, it's not enough because there's a ton of stuff to do. But then on the other hand, I feel like as a collective, you know, the entire perspective of the planet really needs to make a shift because I, I feel like people are so disconnected from the fact that like they live on like this sentient being who is a is a whole living, living creature yeah yeah it's it's wild isn't it and people just you know it's like I don't know what happened with in between the timeline of humanity where this separation occurred but basically you know one of my missions is to connect connect us again to the planet so that's kind of why I identify as a woman of the earth yeah yeah I love that I think that's really beautiful and I think when I think about the planet um I think similarly to it and but I do it does make me really anxious and scared sometimes to think about all the work that has to be done um in order to heal the planet oh my question was like where did that begin for you when did you kind of like realize like oh I'm actually I am connected to this living thing like what was that first insight that you're like oh I should be more conscious of this it's been a it's been a long process um granted I'm very young so yeah yeah I still have a lot of life to live of course and a lot um more of a of a connection to build to the earth and everything but really I would say um that initial spark kind of started for me probably when I was 10 um I mean because as a child you're like naturally very in tune with the with the world around you Mm -hmm. you know um very much more comfortable with just not uh doing things that are considered the norm I guess you know in childhood you don't really have programming yet (laughs) (laughs) or like very little of the first early years yeah right yeah so then I when I was 10 I actually started going to school um in the mountains of of North Georgia mm-hmm. um and I was pretty much like in the middle of nowhere but in in the best way I didn't think yeah. it like I didn't think of it at that time but you know looking back on it I I mean I was just surrounded by the forest and like waterfalls and rivers and like so much natural beauty mm-hmm. and I feel like subconsciously that really programmed me um during that whole 7 6 or 7 years of my life to really have like a deep affinity for like the beauty and like the natural wonder of the planet. Um, Mm. But it wasn't until maybe I was mm, 18 or so when I started consciously really like learning to connect with mother earth. Um, And I feel like for a lot of people, that is a process that you have to like relearn because there's, it's so much separation, just like in societal norms, at least in the Western world in America, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just like what's expected of you in your everyday life doesn't really consist of going outside and like putting your feet in the soil and like feeling the planet. So it was a lot of learning. Um, It actually, the biggest prompt for me was this book um, that I discovered. And and when I bought it, I really was like, I have no idea why I'm purchasing this. I don't feel like it's going to benefit me a lot. I was like, oh, I'm already connected to the planet and, you know, whatever. And it was called um, Speaking with Nature. 
And it taught me really to do just that. Like it, uh, it kind of helped me to recognize like every element of the earth, you know, like, like water, fire, um, the actual earth itself, air, and then all the creatures as their own, you know, separate beings and how to properly really just like tap into all those different elements. Um, yeah, really incredible book. I highly recommend it, but I'm gonna have to add it to the notes, but I'll definitely like add it to my list too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was like the start for sure. I love that. And I think that like, that goes to show how important allowing kids to get out and like hands in the dirt, like all of that is, especially at those younger ages, especially during the time now, because like, those are things that aren't valued as highly, right? But it is programming. So you can choose to like, have your children be programmed by like, society, which is going to happen in, in some degree. But like, you can also choose to add these other things, like getting them out for hikes and stuff, right? So I want, I mean, that's great that you had that as a part of your upbringing. I wonder how did your, um, how did being um, a woman of the earth kind of shift once you became a mom, right? So you're introduced <laughs> to this like new side of, of nature and what, what you can do as a human. Um, yeah. How did that shift yeah. your perspective? It was insane to say the least. Um, I'll say that was like, I mean, motherhood in itself is a huge turning point, but especially my relationship to the great mother earth herself, um, totally, totally, totally radically shifted. Um, you know, like growing life is really the most incredible thing that us humans are capable of doing. Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. When, when I was pregnant, um, like I, I got to experience every single step of the process and just like how much it takes to just bring one life into the planet. And I was like, wow, life is so much more sacred than I initially thought, which was crazy yeah. because I was already like, life is so sacred and everything, we must cherish everything. But now it's to the point where like, I don't, <laughs> it's like, I can't even bring myself to, to like, I don't want to say waste anything, mm-hmm. but everything that's like organic, that's grown, that's born, that's, that's produced. That's like the fruit of any plant, the, the, the life of any, of any creature, you know, I can't even bring myself to, to, to harm anything at this point. Um, and just like with the earth, I mean, uh, it's just really like opened my heart on a, on a really deep level of, um, just having so much compassion for the planet and like genuinely every single life that, that lives here with us, you know? Wow. Yeah. I love that. I'm not a mom yet, but like, I can only imagine what, like, yeah, what perspective that would bring. Um, I'd love to, to go into what misconceptions you were kind of thinking about. I, I think I've read maybe too, that you were dealing with some anxiety before, Um, so what kind of like misconceptions do you kind of debunk by like giving birth and and going through this experience for yourself, you know? Oh man, this is like one of my most favorite things to talk about (laughs) because it is, I mean, it's like such a huge stigma still. And, um, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of really wonderful conscious people that are working in the, in the community of birth work to kind of, you know, set, set things right in the way that, they have been wronged for many, many years, but I mean, there's like, at least in America, it's not like this in in every country in the world, but generally in the United States, there's this idea that childbirth is literally like the most excruciating thing that a woman 
or that any human ever could ever experience. Like, yeah. like there's like death and childbirth are like side yeah. by side <laughs> and in a way they are, but not in, not in the way of like, Oh, we fear it. And it's terrifying and painful and horrible. Um, I feel like it's very easy to kind of like demonize the experience of childbirth because it is such a great unknown. It's one of those yeah. things like until you experience it, there's no way for you to know what that actually feels yeah. like. So it's easy to manipulate that in people's eyes and in their minds and everything. Um, but I, you know, I found out I was pregnant and I, I was so terrified Oh, I couldn't even read anything about, you know, birth prep um, and pregnancy because it just like, it made me physically sick to think that I would have to give birth. I was like, I yeah. am going to die. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And Honestly, I'd probably be the same. It sounds so, yeah. No, I mean, it's like, it's like the biggest challenge ever, you know? And it's yeah. like one of those moments where you have two choices. It's either you're going to have to reshape everything that you think that you know about the way that, you know, the way that humans come into, into life in this world, yeah, or yeah. you're going to have a really bad experience that's going to scar you forever, you know, yeah. or like, you know, you might not make it through this. And I was like, I am not going to let my fear be the thing that controls me here. Yeah. So I was like five months pregnant and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to just dive into it. I have to learn the truth about this, like what I'm really facing, you know? And like, logically, I was like, there's no way that every single person on this planet has to be born. There's no way that this is just like horrible for everyone. So I did a ton of research, so, so much unlearning and uprooting. Like I literally became an entirely new person, um, you know, just through my journey into motherhood. And I found the truth and I was like overjoyed. I was like, wow, once again, it's just one of those things that I've been lied to about. Thank God. And um, I had a really incredible birthing experience. So smooth and so easy. And I mean, I'm just so grateful that knowledge is so accessible these days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What, what, what um, resources or what, like, what did you tap into that helped you kind of ease that anxiety? So the first thing, um, I felt a calling in the bookstore when I first saw it to this book um, that's called Anime's Guide to Childbirth. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty like widely used, widely known book, just um, generally about childbirth. Um, mm-hmm. It's written by this midwife who has a birthing center in Tennessee. And um, basically she just, she's very factual, like not sugarcoating anything, um, the beginning of the book starts with like all positive birthing stories, which at first I was too scared to read because the thought of birth itself just freaked me out so, so yeah. much. But, um, once I did read it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. And then the rest of the book is just 100% hard facts, like, um, studies and factual evidence and, uh, all this research that's been done basically saying, um, you know, that if you, if you feel afraid, and if you feel tense during birth, you're going to experience a lot of pain. Yeah. But if you just learn to like really let like surrender yourself to the moment, let your emotions be, breathe through everything. Birth can be a really simple, easy experience for you. And um, you know, for some women, it's like actually a pleasurable experience. And that's kind of where I want to get to with my next child. But yeah, right. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, that makes sense because when you think about. I guess just anything in your, and anything very like physically, um, not draining, that's not the right word, but like 
anything that takes a lot of physical effort, it's like a huge mental game too, you know? So that makes sense that you would just have to kind of like ease into it. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm glad you found that. Cause yeah, that totally probably shifted birth and everything for you, which is like amazing. I hope that, um, yeah, I hope more women feel empowered to do that and like really do the research and like find what, what would comfort them, you know? I hope I was going to say for myself, I hope that of other women, but I really hope that for myself too, that (laughs) when that time comes, I do that. Um, Let's see. So, yeah. So, so I wonder like going back, how did you think um, giving birth or being pregnant might shift your, your career? Cause you're working as a model. So I wonder what, what did that kind of feel like? And then getting into motherhood and, and continuing modeling, how did that go? Boy, that was uh, that was an interesting. It was a roller coaster, really, um, because initially, I had first started modeling in. Um, technically, I'd been pursuing modeling since I was literally five years old, and then I I was very hot and cold with it. You know, I would say like I'm not going to do this because it's so demanding. Um, just like of my physical presence, I guess if that makes sense, like having to look a certain way, having to like you know, keep my skin clear and all these, all these different things, um, which on, on, on a certain level is just like, you know, self-care, loving yourself, like proper hygiene, whatever. But then it, it kind of goes to an extreme of like, you know, forcing yourself to fit into an ideal that is not exactly what I fit into. Yeah. And, um, I debated for a long time, but in 2019, I think it was, I, I decided, you know, I was finally going to just give it my all and just like really, see what happened. Um, and I ended up getting signed with my, with my mother agent. Um, yeah, (laughs) which was uh, like super exciting. Um, and then I, I went to New York to get signed again. Um, since the mother agent, you know, they just place you with different agencies. So I wanted to work in New York primarily, or so I thought at first, um, and I went there, I got signed in New York and then I came back home. Um, me and my well boyfriend at the time, but husband now, me and my husband were living in Atlanta. Um, and basically we had to decide like, were we going to move to New York? Like, what was the deal? Um, and then a month later we found out I was pregnant and, um, before my career even started, I took a very long break. Yeah. It was like, it was so unexpected. And there were so many questions in my mind, like, would I be able to model as a mother? Like, what does that look like? Because at the time, you know, if you're not really aware of something, you don't see too many examples of it in your reality. So like little did I know that tons of models are mothers, but Mm -hmm. you know, at the time I was like, Oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, And I think, and I think that pressure is kind of put on women in in general, obviously in the Mm -hmm. modeling industry, but like going back to work after, you know, birth always seems like, yeah, but I'm sorry. I just, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so I was just like oh and then the big question of what am I gonna look like after I have a baby and that it was like initially I was like maybe this is something that I should think about but then throughout my whole pregnancy like I had never just felt so free to be in my body and it's like the the focus that goes on your health and well-being during pregnancy, like your whole family pushing you to be in optimal health and like everyone keeping on top of like all of your vitamins, your hydration, making sure that you're fed, you know, it's like a whole like group collective 
that is is working to make sure that you are in perfect health. Yeah. And I was like, there is no way. Like it totally shifted my whole perspective on my own body. And I was like, why don't I treat myself like this all the time? Like not yeah. just pregnant, you know, like I am a human. And just because I'm growing another human doesn't mean that my life suddenly matters so much more, you know, like I yeah. really matter a lot when I'm not pregnant too. But so then I kind of felt like, you know, whatever, I don't care what my body looks like after being pregnant because, you know, I worked really hard to literally grow a person from an egg all the way into like a human body. Yeah. So wild. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I'm feel powerful and beautiful and great and accept myself, whatever I look like after this baby is born. Um, And I mean, it was kind of wild because you never really know what your body's going to do after giving birth, but I pretty much looked exactly the same, you know, plus a few stretch marks and like, wider hips, you know, all the things that come with like the changes of motherhood. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. I actually lost more weight than I expected. And I was smaller than before I gave birth, which I didn't know that that was a thing that could happen to women because there's such a stigma of like, Oh, losing the baby weight. And like, Oh, women get fat after pregnancy. And like, yeah, those things are bad. It's just like, no one really talks about any other other side of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just like this huge stereotype that, you know, all women are supposed to fall under. And so, I mean, experiencing things is so much different now. (laughs) Modeling has been really, really, really wonderful. Um, And I feel like I've gotten so much more opportunities because I'm a mother, you know, it Mm -hmm. adds so much depth and so much um, richness and experience to your life, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been really good actually. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's wonderful to hear. Um, I mean, yeah, that's like totally another side of, of an empowered pregnancy is just like honoring your body and like accepting like it for what it is. Right. Um, but I wanted to mention, I love that you're getting to work with Vea, right? That's how I say it. Right. Um, and I love your Zara, like your Zara, she was so cute and her little smile. Um, so yeah. What's that like? What's it like? Cause now you're accessing different types of jobs, right? And you get to work with like your daughter, which is so cool. How is that for you? It's really incredible. Um, she's kind of like her own tiny superstar. It's insane. Love you know? that. Like she she just turned one and she's done, I think three or four, she's done four shoots with me now. That's yeah, so it's sweet. Crazy. I mean, like Zara is the biggest one that we've done so far, definitely. And it's just like, it's so surreal, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like there's so much more opportunity now we like fit into the family market, which is so yeah. fun. And it's like not as intense and like, mm-hmm. like, super high fashion y and like, you know, go, go, go yeah. as of modeling. So I really enjoy it. And um, even when she's not like actually one of the the models on set with me, yeah. um, you know, people, everyone loves babies and she's adorable. And she, you know, she spends all her time with us. So she's really happy. Yeah. Um, so whenever she has to come to set, which has been every single time I work, <laughs> love it. She, you know, I've been breastfeeding um, exclusively throughout my whole modeling career. So she's been to every single photo shoot that I've done, um, and it's 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 never a problem. You know, it's like it's yeah, old. yeah. I love that. I think that's so sweet. And she's gonna have like so many like set adventures and stuff to talk about one day. Oh, that's so good. What does living a sustainable life look like for you? Ah, it's it's, (laughs) tell us all the deets yes um uh, that has it's 
it's evolved a lot with time. Um, I used to be very, 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 very strict on myself and like my own household as far as all the things that I would allow, you know, um, Mm -hmm. like I was very hardcore. I I had a mission to go completely zero waste, um, in like a just like, like no trash. And (laughs) I was like, okay, we're going to do it. And it kind of worked in a way. I mean, we didn't accomplish that yet, but, um, I mean, even trying is like a pretty big deal, (laughs) (laughs) like you know, yeah. if everyone could just try, that would be super helpful. I know. I know. It's like decluttering all your stuff and just like, um, not, not subscribing to any mail anymore, like paper mail and, Mm -hmm just basically making everything from scratch that that part I really 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 love um because I feel like that that brings you so close to a slower way of living like a more authentic and like visceral it makes life really more um present I feel like when you when you have to make everything yourself like like the simplest things from like chickpea to to you know cashew milk all the way to like soap and face wash and shampoo and conditioner, like everything. Um, have you gotten to making your own shampoo and conditioner? Oh, oh I was about to say, you have to tell me because I haven't even looked into that. <laughs> I wish, I wish. It's hard with curly hair, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it's hard just finding products I can buy with curly hair, like let alone no. making my own that works. Right, and that's why I'm like, I, I was very strict at a time, but now like, you know, my family and I, we're, we're literally nomadic. Like we do not have somewhere that we just live all the time. We're like, mm-hmm. a home. it's like right now we're in Mexico, but then we're going to head back to LA and then maybe Atlanta and then back to Mexico and maybe I oh, love it. Like, we're just, you know, we just get in our car or hop on the plane and just go, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like in a way I, I like that because it makes us very minimal in the way that we live. You know, mm-hmm. we only like bring what's necessary, yeah. but then also, it's it's kind of difficult to do everything that I want sustainably on the road, especially like um, if, since we are, we're not staying in spaces that are our own. And it's mm-hmm. like one thing that I'm so big on and I feel like is so easy and so unnecessary to use is paper towels. I'm like, yeah. cut up t-shirts, those old towels. I've like, just been thinking I have to stop buying paper <laughs> towels. I was literally thinking that like two days ago. <laughs> Such an easy switch too. just, you know, it, especially like, I didn't even understand the luxury of having a laundry machine in mm. your house until we, we got on the road and I was like, oh my God, we have been to the laundromat so many times because yeah. a washer and dryer in some of these places that we're at. But like when, when I did have, um, like a in unit, you know, wash and dryer in my house, just like dump the towels in the wash and that's it, you know, but I understand it's a lot more difficult if you don't have that level of convenience. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I wonder, yeah. How did that shift for you once you had, um, Bea, because I'd imagine it would be like an added challenge, like with, you know, a a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, so what kind of like mother sustainability hacks have you kind of figured out that have helped you, especially Um, with traveling and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I would say babies need a lot less than we think that they do. Okay. (laughs) So much less. Um, I mean, 
especially now I can't say this for everyone because I know not every mother breastfeeds and like everyone kind of does things a little differently and yeah um, every family is different but for us especially like before Vega started eating solids which she started very late she she started eating solids pretty consistently like eight months or so mm-hmm. um so up until then she literally was exclusively breastfeeding so we didn't really have to worry about like any baby snacks for her or like you know preparing any bottles for her um and then as well i wish that we would have been like really adamant about doing cloth diapering mm. have not and so for us we use like um biodegradable bamboo diapers but okay. still i'm like mm, i don't love it <laughs> you know, there's like think about the whole production of it it's still made in a factory which produces waste and like I know it's not totally like carbon neutral um but really motherhood is another one of those things that has kind of like softened my very tight grip around sustainable living and really um I kind of find that I balance the two like kind of cutting myself some slack and being like okay if I use plastic every once in a while it's not the worst thing in the world yeah. by by kind of switching my perspective from sustainable to like regenerative um and really like with that the goal is to just um nurture the planet and I feel like with sustainability it's kind of just like trying to make things better but that mm-hmm. word itself the the true meaning of it is to just like sustain where you are and we definitely don't want to sustain this so like with the with the mindset of regenerative living it's like everything that I do I always think about okay so what can I do um in my actions to really really like give love respect and, and honor to the planet um and there are a lot of ways to do that that aren't necessarily physical as well like um you know, doing, doing meditations and like visualizing the upliftment of the whole earth or um, just going out and like spending time with mother earth, because once again, she is a sentient being, like she can feel you and really connect to you if you try to connect to her. Um, So I've just kind of been like gentle with myself, um, knowing that like, I am very aware about many ways to, to live like a a more eco-friendly lifestyle, but that sometimes it's like, I don't want to rip my hair out because I used a straw, you know? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think that's, I mean, I think that's completely fair to give yourself some grace and like, yeah, I don't know about cloth diapers either. I always wonder (laughs) which I would use, which obviously cloth is a great, great option too. Um, But, but yeah, I think like, I think, I mean, I'm not a mother, so I want to like reiterate, but I think that I would imagine it would come with like some sacrifices, right? Some things that you have to like kind of, or compromises where you have to like let go of this in order like to just be sane or like get through, not even get through because it's not like something you have to get through, but you know, just to like make your life a, a little easier, you know? Um, But I like the idea of regeneration because I haven't, I haven't heard anyone express it like that, actually, not yet. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks for sharing it. <laughs> so I've, I'm cu- I'm really curious about this and, and for your partner, too. I know not for you to speak for him, but I wonder what has shaped your guys' ideas around parenting. And, and yeah, yeah, what it looked like before and after um, Vea was here. That's such a big one. <laughs> it's so major. Um, it's like really with being a parent, I discover new things about each of us every day. Yeah. Like having a child really brings out a lot of uh, 
repressed things, I mm. guess. Um, like, you know, traits in, in both of us that I did not see before, you know, both yeah. like and dad, but well, you're accessing like a new, like a, a new environment, basically. Mm-hmm. Like you're asking. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's a whole new playing field. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we both parent and we're similar in certain ways, but very different in others as well. I mean, I, I feel like we're a good balance for Vea. Like I'm, um, I'm the one that's like very, um, nurturing and like lovey and Kepra is as well but I'm I'm never really like very firm with her you know and she's like fun, so you know yeah, yeah. but um I don't know I <laughs> for the longest time I was always afraid of her um you know like exploring and like getting hurt or like fall yeah. just like you know she's she's just so fragile looking and yeah, she's just uh, a little baby <laughs> she doesn't understand anything yet but he's like no she should learn by experience. <laughs> and I'm like but she's fun. <laughs> and that's like the biggest way that we differ for sure at this point um but I mean before we had her it was like I don't know. I mean, we didn't talk like a whole lot about our styles. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, we're going to homeschool her and, you know, she's going to spend all her time outside and we're going to get out of like society basically as we raise her. And in those ways, like definitely homeschool is still the plan for sure. But of course she's one. Um, (laughs) But like, as far as, um, doing everything perfectly, like how we envisioned it. Of course not. That's not realistic in any way, but I feel like the the things that we have done, I can say that I'm pretty proud of. I really love the little sweet person that she's becoming. And of course, it's totally like not dependent on us, but she's just her own self. But I feel like the, the one thing that we really, really, really agree on at its core is just allowing her to grow up and just be whoever she is, you know? Yeah. Um, and just letting her explore as freely as she wants. Like I finally have gotten over that. Oh no, she's going to hurt herself and I'm scared. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, I'm like, if she wants to do it, as long as she's not going to like severely injure herself, I just let her do it. And it's like the weirdest stuff, you know, like she'll stand on top of all of her books and like, you know, she'll put like blocks on her head and, you know, cute baby things. Yeah. And- Um, you know, I kind of got to a point where I was like, she probably knows something I don't. And then I just, you know, sometimes I just do what she does to see what it's like. And yeah, yeah, she has a lot of fun. I'll say. (laughs) Yeah. Connect back to your, your own uh, inner child. Yeah. Um, that's sweet. I love that you said that you're proud of, of your parenting. Cause I mean, that must feel so good. And yeah, I just, thanks for sharing that like insight. I think, I mean, from, from an outside perspective, it looks like you guys are doing great. So keep it up. Uh, I also think it's pretty normal for the, for the moms to be like, Oh, like a little more cautious than the dads to be like, Oh, go for it. Like, you do. Oh, I really wanted to ask this question. Cause this is something that I struggle with actually um, as an actor. Sometimes I just struggle with knowing um, <laughs> how much like, <laughs> how much money or waste goes into just one production. Right. And so I was wondering what that looks like for you since, um, since you're an advocate, right. For sustainability and stuff. And, and like, how, how does that, I wrote the question out, but I still like to just ramble for some reason, but how does that like, 
weigh in on how what jobs you decide to take or how do you feel about modeling about it? Like, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm curious. I haven't talked to anyone about this actually. God, I'm so glad you asked. Like, mm, that is one thing that really just, I constantly go back and forth in my head about this because it, it's like, it's one of the more polarizing aspects of my life. And, mm. you know, it's like on one hand, I talk a lot about, you know, sustainability and like being for the planet. And then on the other hand, it's like modeling is one of the most non-sustainable industries you can possibly work in, you know, like of course, fast fashion for those that, for any of you listeners that don't know what fast fashion is, yeah. it's the number two leading cause of all pollution on the planet. And that's like all the major stores that you shop at basically. Um, and I feel like on one hand, um, at the end of the day, it's like my own opinion is what matters the most, of course, but I've already gotten some like flack on my social media for like shooting with certain brands. Um, and I thought about it for a long time because I was like, are these people right? You know, like, should I not be working with certain companies that really um, tend to historically in their past not have the best interests of the planet in mind? Mm-hmm. Um and it's a, it's really like a question between do I want a career or do I want to like be all for the planet? And in my mind, I'm trying to figure out a way to do both, right? Yeah. Um, that is the ultimate, if I could figure out how to do both. Um, but really when it comes to booking jobs, uh, you know, my, my whole, you know, brand of being for Mother Earth is pretty well known. So yeah. A lot of the companies that I do work with book me specifically for that, you know, like I've done interviews like um, solely on sustainability. And um, I recently modeled like the new sustainable line for Tommy Hill, which felt really great. I was so honored to like, you know, be chosen for that. Um, That's beautiful. but, But yeah, I, you know, it's like, I feel like this is how I look at it, right? Modeling is one of those industries where if you can make it far enough, you earn a big platform with that. You know, people, people really like to glamorize models. It's one of those, um, types of types of work that there's not a lot that's actually known about it to the general public. So there's so much room left up for imagination, interpretation. And to most people, it just looks like this really magical job. So (laughs) kind of, um, I had the thought to maybe try to only work with sustainable brands, but, as far as like building a really big career, I don't know how that really works. It's like, I could be a pioneer and go that route, or I could go the regular way of just, you know, um, booking the work that comes to me that, you know, might not be with the most sustainable companies, but will help to build my brand a lot. And then in that sense, I use my platform in order to be able to make change. And that's kind of like, I've tried to justify. I know. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't ask. I I had no idea that you've you've caught flack over it. So I didn't ask to be like controversial or anything. No, I, but I, I honestly asked because it's something I think about a lot too. And like, um, and I agree with you, right? I think like, I think if we're thinking end game, it just would make most sense to have like people to share your message with. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like in that way, at least, um, for me, I'm, I won't speak for you, but I feel like 
there, there has been purposes like placed on us. And I feel like that's genuinely part of my purpose. And I enjoy acting in smaller things um, for like social justice work and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, if I'm going to like sustain my life in general, if I'm going to live, um, I have to take jobs that aren't always going to be um, on the same like trajectory as, as what I'm thinking. So yeah, it's something I think about all the time, especially if I'm on a set and I'm like, okay, so this equipment is costing this and this person's doing this and getting paid this. And like, it's all for a two minute commercial. Like, you know, I just, I start to think like, Hmm, <laughs> but so, yeah, I was just curious not to like bring it up, but I, I, I'm like on the same page with you about that too. Yeah, definitely. It's, I'm really glad you asked too. Cause uh, I don't think, I mean, I don't think a lot of people think about it, but yeah, yeah, no, I totally feel you on that. I, I relate in every way. <laughs> if you could leave our audience with one piece of advice on, um, in regards to motherhood and or sustainability, what would it be? Mm. Ah, yes. <laughs> no pressure, right? No pressure at all. Mm. There's so much as far as, especially as far as motherhood, I would say um, I'll give, I'll give a piece of advice for each for sustainability and just like regenerative living. I would say um, it really all starts with having a genuine connection to the earth for sure. I mean, like you can feel scared about the whole climate change crisis and, you know, like the earth being uninhabitable in the next 10 years or so, but that's still looking at it from like a human centered perspective. And I feel like until most people really are trying to better the earth just for the sake of the planet and not for the sake of our own lives, um, then I feel like we'll actually make some real progress as far as you know getting the earth back in good health and like treating this planet how it deserves to be treated um, oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, I I haven't thought about it like that and honestly that that that's um that's a good point it's kind of <laughs> sad that we think about like and by we, I, I mean myself too, that I've always thought about healing the planet only for myself. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame you or any of us humans. It's just like, you know, it's how we're wired. We're how we're wired to survive. But yeah. at the end of the day, the earth will be totally fine, whether like we are able to solve the climate crisis in an X amount of time or not, you know, mm-hmm. but we won't. So I get it. I mean, in a way that's a, it's a super valid point of thinking, but you know, it's also important to think about the earth too. And I feel, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like once I feel like people can put themselves in the, in the perspective of like, I'm doing this for much more than just myself and for the, for all of humanity, but just like for this being that I actually really love and care about, which is the earth, you know, then, yeah. then we'll make some great progress, I hope. But, and then from motherhood, uh, yeah, I, there are a couple of things I could say. First of all, I've been hearing this a lot recently um, now that Vea has turned one year and um, this year has gone by really fast. Mm. Oh, so, so fast. Um, And recently this, this like random couple here in Mexico came up to us and they were like, Oh, you know, with parenthood, the the days are long, but the years are short. And I was Mm. like, 
this first year has gone by like this, but every day I'm just like, oh my yeah. God. You know, especially like not having, um, whenever we don't have support, you know, like that would be primarily in LA where we don't have any family. Mm-hmm. It's like every day is like, it's like a 40 hour day in one yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally, it's like a nonstop job. It literally never stops, never stops. Um, but I mean, it's the, it's the most rewarding and magical, incredible thing ever. Truly. I mean, there's like, I, I definitely understand now why people say that family is everything and why people like put, put all that they have into making sure that their families are taken care of and just like that their home lives are really stable and um, their relationships are good because it's, it's everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah but on motherhood, um, I would say, oh, <laughs> it is, um, it's a, it's like a continual, it's like, it's a learning process every day, every single day. It's um, just taking it one step at a time, yeah. one step at a time. And um, support is everything I mean like if you have the ability to get support just outside of like yourself or you and your partner like as as a mother or as parents oh my god please do it like definitely um it does take a village to raise a child community is everything when you you know it's absolutely everything like it's necessary just for good mental health and good physical health. And the, I feel like a family can only really thrive if they have support, you know? And I know that's a bold statement because there are a lot of families out there that have raised children without support. And, you know, people have been doing it for, for a while, but the way that us humans are made to operate at our core, we are communal beings, you know? So my biggest, my biggest push is just to get people back into, into communal mothering. (laughs) I feel like that's, important thing yeah I agree I think it's it's powerful for the children too like Mm -hmm. I mean when you're taking care of your own mental health also I've been a nanny for like so long (laughs) so like so you know it's like something that I've seen parents feel guilty over and and it is stigmatized to like have support or like pay for help but the thing is is like I mean, if you have the privilege of having family and like people like that to help you great but if you can't like yeah if you can afford it um that's like something that is powerful for, for you, the child and in the household in general. So yeah, I agree. That's really powerful. (laughs) Um, where can our listeners find you at? Uh, yes, you can find me primarily on my Instagram that is around the most active and it's just at the Sydney Porter. So it's just my name, S-Y-D-N-E-Y-P-O-R-T-E-R and then the in front of it, T-H-E. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll link everything below too. Well, thank you, Sydney. (laughs) I had fun. Yeah, no, thank you so much. This was really like such a good time. I always love being able to just kind of like uh, dive into things, you know, and um, really like go deep into certain topics because it's not like every day. This isn't like, for the most part, my my journey into motherhood and sustainability isn't like my everyday conversation. So I yeah. really appreciate you for having me here. <laughs> Aww, I'm glad we could talk about it. Honestly, yeah. it taught me a lot. 